at what we found It's a big sound in a small town Far from the bright lights They're making music every night Hear what is all around It's a big sound in a small town It's a big sound in a small town It's a big sound in a small town Here's Pretty Sarah from Madison County, North Carolina, from the singing of Kaz Wallen, who is no longer with us. And I'm a mountain musician that lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I grew up in the mountains of Virginia, Covington, Virginia. Mm, yeah. Right near West Virginia. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's like the closest thing. And you're it's glad West it's not Virginia. West Virginia, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I grew up playing the banjo trying to sound like Earl Scruggs. Oh, really? It's interesting yeah. that we're here today. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Earl Scruggs <laughs> So It is. It's, um, uh, every band, everything banjo that is not um, Clawhammer pretty well started in this, yeah. this area. I hope you wouldn't be mad at me that I switched to Clawhammer. Well, you know, uh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think he was... One of the things I've learned about Earl is is he embraced all types of music. 
and had a real good open mind towards every different style of music so mm -hmm. uh which is really a cool part of it too because you know it's i a, love both styles oh, i love both styles too and um i fit a lot of old time stuff so you know i like call hammer so uh i grew up going to Ch tommy gerald's house so oh really yeah. you're one of those lucky people all right well, it, 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 sometimes it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of glamorization of it but it was not always as wonderful as everyone will lead you to believe <laughs> <laughs> oh really really i heard he uh it costs five dollars a night yeah generally and his wife would cook like all day sometimes oh okay and then um you just play music all day yeah pretty much <laughs> and uh uh he was pretty good about showing that. He actually was kind of like a group teacher. He, mm -hmm. uh, somebody would ask him something, then he'd show everybody how to do it, which um, depending on how much he had to drink, how much his intonation mm -hmm. would be. I heard some of those stories. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean so it was, uh, it was a fun experience, though. So, well, that's uh, cool. I missed all that. I was young just like a little bit younger than those folks now and then when i went to festivals and was playing old-time music i met all of them no oh, yeah and i was like how did i miss this <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it was um i found out kind of about it um by accident you know it's, and it's just uh i was trying to learn to uh, play old-time fiddle and play it in standard tuning, and I was wondering why it didn't sound right. Oh, yeah. So, that's not going to work. No. That's not <laughs> right. so, so were you exposed to, to banjo music being from Virginia? Uh, absolutely. Um, bluegrass. Like, yeah. No one called it old-time music. Right. Yeah. But I think it was a mixed, you know, they just called it all bluegrass, and right. things developed um, with, you know, Bill Monroe and everything. Right. Everybody just developed along with it in right. the community. But we had um, Fourth of July. You know, it was a small enough town that we had these celebrations, and the whole town oh, would yeah, come cool. because, like, that's the only thing that ever happened. Right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and they there would be certain things that are at each one. You know, like you have the guys with their antique cars. Oh yeah, yeah. And we'd have fireworks for Fourth of July, right. and there'd be a banjo contest oh, that's at these cool. things. And I bet there's, you know, twenty really good banjo players that would all come. All come. And I remember being little, just growing up. You know, there's the banjo contest, yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it was normal. Did you, you know everywhere? Did you start banjo at an early age? Um. I was probably like 12. Wow, that is early age. Mm -hmm. Did Was this through, um, well, I mean, so how did it happen? Oh, okay. Good question. <laughs> uh, well, my dad loved the banjo, and so my mom gave him a banjo for Christmas, and he's like, I don't know how to play the banjo. Right. <laughs> I right. can't do any of this. And he put it in my closet because it was the biggest closet and I found it and just started. I learned how to play Amazing, I laid it on the bed and learned how to play Amazing Grace on the string, and so oh. they got me lessons. Oh, that's <laughs> from, one, from one of the banjo players that turned out right, I mean. Well, it was interesting. Well, there's a music store in town. Right. And, um, so they had to find, you know, they'll like, they say music lessons. Right. So I say, I want banjo lessons. So they have to go find a banjo. A banjo, teacher. yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a woman who oh, worked, at the flower shop and she was my teacher and she was just super cool that was and, really good uh, she played in bands and uh like sang rock and roll and stuff and just was really good and knew all the theory and and taught me a lot more about being a woman in the music yeah, world yeah probably than you know That's how great. to be a great banjo player oh, well i mean i mean <laughs> truthfully truthfully those type of things in the end, take you a longer, you know, take you a yeah. lot longer way than probably the lessons themselves. Just knowing her and seeing her and how great she was and how strong she was, like, she was a good uh, 
example to me. Like, yeah. You know, it's doable. Kind of, kind of a, <laughs> a mentor as much as she was a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you start out, like, playing five-string uh, Scruggs? I style? had the Scruggs book. Yeah. And I was going through the Scruggs book, and I played real slow, yeah. like beginners do. Sure. And, um, and I didn't realize I was, you know, other than Debbie, I was the only girl, like, in town that played the banjo. And oh. I didn't realize it. But I met this kid at school, and I said, do you go out to the uh, parking lot on Sundays and play? And he said, yeah. He said, I went last Sunday, and uh, everybody said there was a girl going to come. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, I it's think that's me. supposed to be me. Oh. And then I was too scared to. Then I was too scared to oh, go because <laughs> I wanted to play real uh, slow and right. quiet and pretty. Yeah. And they're all like winning yeah. the prize. Sure. You know? And it was a little intimidating. Sure. So. Oh, I'm sure it's, they have <laughs> the bluegrass jams here, and it's um, intimidating for some some people. Uh, it can be, you know, particularly when you're first starting out, and then you have those guys who are so sure that they're the greatest thing that ever lived and they're really not even close but you have those right. two that come in and like confident yeah and i'm a ball of fire and not a very yeah. good player but i'm gonna <laughs> play every note i know on every song we play but, <laughs> but but jams are fun though it is a good way to learn yeah so did you ever go uh i never went and played at the parking lot but I made some friends in the scene, and we would go around and go to shows and things, and we would go see the seldom scene. Oh, yeah. We talking about yeah. that. And we would uh, go to the Fiddle and Banjo Club in Roanoke, oh, drive okay. up there. And, yeah. um, and I, I remember, like, getting close to Roanoke and them saying, now this is where you can get the bluegrass station oh. on AM. And we were all just like, oh, my gosh, a radio station that plays, plays bluegrass. bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. And it was WPAQ. Oh, yeah. Still <laughs> yeah, yeah. that funny? That is funny. So uh, anyway, I had uh, good people around me. That's that good. good music when I was little. Were you singing during that time, too? Terrified to sing. Um, I sang like, And I I think I later in college and like learning uh, singer songwriter stuff, I got the courage to sing. And I went to the Augusta Heritage Center for Contra Dance Week with my aunt who did contra dancing. And it just happened to be Old Time Week. Right. And that's when I. Oh, that's when you made this. About that. I was like, what is this? Oh, yeah. I really was fascinated with all of that. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty fun to go to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I, they sing a lot. So. They sing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have played early on in my life a lot of contra dances uh-huh. and square dances yeah. and um, flat footing, uh, just about anything you can yeah. think of. Play That's a, the best gigs. <laughs> play the same 10 songs over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's why there's so. Uh, fiddle tunes have so many different variations, and I think it comes from boredom of playing. Oh, you think so? The you square know, dances. the square dances. I think that's how it originated. You're going to play the song, and it's like, well, I've played it, you know, this way. I got to do something different because I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. And and now, I mean, over the years, they've become really difficult and intricate. You know, I mean, really, mm-hmm. really advance the art a lot of fiddling as opposed to. Keeping the beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, plus, <laughs> you know, one of the beautiful things about, okay, a violin and a fiddle is the same thing. This this is my take on it as being a fiddler. If you're a violinist, your, your job is replication of what the great masters have done, the classical music. There's no improvision in it whatsoever. And there's a great... I don't want to take anything away from that. That is very hard to do. They're very fine players. Mm-hmm. Emulation is a great art form. And then you have fiddlers who... Uh, improvisation is the whole key to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tony Rice, I don't want to hear it played the same way twice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so that's how I distinguish the, the difference. I completely agree with you. You know, it's... Um, 
and there's great qualities. And there are people who can do both. There are violinists working these days, fiddlers working these days. I've been. I can do it all. Yeah, they can. I'm, I actually have been playing with a seven, 18 year old girl who leaves t actually today for Belmont College in Nashville to oh, to be a violinist. But she's been playing. Well, we did a John Prine um, tribute night over there, and she came and played and just played it. Just wonderful. So. <laughs> So, but there there are some really fine young musicians out there. Mm -hmm. well, I went to school for classical flute. Oh, really? Wait, wait, so wait, okay, I tried, wait. I tried doing that. Wait, wait, how did the, <laughs> where did the flute come in here? Here Just we got a banjo. Band, high school band. High school band. Mm -hmm. I guess I <laughs> Just even wanting to do music. You I know? guess that even starts like middle school, right? When you start doing it, or did? Uh, fifth grade. Where fifth I grade, was. really? Fifth grade, and I had really good band teachers and. And that was like, the you know, if you were going to be a musician, right. you know, it was joining the orchestra. Sure. I never even, the two worlds were completely. Oh, the band and the things. orchestra. No, the, oh, the uh, uh, banjo. Oh, yeah, two different things. And everything else. Oh, totally, <laughs> I agree. I agree totally, totally, totally. But, that but was it was interesting. Uh, I would argue with my classical teachers because I, you know, because there was a lot of understanding I got from bluegrass. Sure. That they don't. Yeah, they don't. No. I and I was like, well, everybody knows it's like this. And they're like, what? No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. So anyway, I in, in the end, I kind of came over to the other side. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I had a, I'll tell that story later. But okay. yeah, not reading not reading and playing uh, the same thing one time almost cost me a job. I can, oh. I can read music, mm -hmm. but after I read it... Um, I don't. I don't continue to read. I can pretty mm -hmm. well store it, and of course, I may. If I go back and read it, then maybe I'm not playing some of the notes that I originally had played when I read mm -hmm. it, but they work. So I'm the same way. I've know. been in trouble for that. Too. Yeah, uh, reading is a good <laughs> reading. Though the best part about learning music in a formal stage is being able to read music. You won't ever have to do it again much when you once you get out playing. But it's still. Uh, a great skill to pick up. Everybody using the same system and being able to talk about it. Yeah. That's really. It is. And it works in any language. I mean, yeah. you lay out musical notation. And there, and then, I mean, there's simplified versions than just uh, what's on the staff, too, these days when you have number systems mm -hmm. and stuff. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but still, all that is a universal uh, language, just like music, but you don't really have to. You can play with musicians from anywhere and just lay out the sheet music, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you, you don't have to speak the same language, which is beautiful. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> One of the things that people miss that aren't musicians in life. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so you go to college <laughs> to be a a, a flautist. Yeah, flutist or flautist. Yeah, I don't know which it is. So did you listen? To, <laughs> I don't guess you listen to like Jethro Tull and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Of course I did. One of the reasons I couldn't be a flautist is because I can't uh, flutter tongue. Really? Um, I can't. You know how, and I can't speak Spanish either because I can't roll my arms. Right. I'm a harmonica player, so I learned how to do that. Oh I, yeah. I could probably play. It flute. sounds really well. And Jethro Tull will do that sometimes, and so I can't even play Jethro Tull. That's. <laughs> but obviously, you could play at a really high level. I mean, you went to college to do it. Um. Yep. And uh, it was. It was really um invaluable is the word i was looking for and all that practicing i mean it, well and i learned that i would rather be play music socially and than be in a practice room for sure. five hours a day yeah, and I, some people like it some and, people um, do. and i was like what's wrong with me why can't i be a classical flutist but now i think it's it's because i'm a you know I'm a fireside musician. Yeah, well, I mean, I <laughs> you know, I like hanging out. Sure. And, and there's a, um, <laughs> and it's a totally different. Um, I'm good with people too. Like I can read the crowd right. and I can entertain and, and, I right, think and play with others and listen and yeah. And the entertainment part is something that in classical music is, is has little value. Right. They say, stop entertaining over there. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean basically they do. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's yes. like so. Um, and, and I really enjoyed the um, choral stuff I did. That like was fun. I, I sang in the chorus and took voice lessons, and I, I really learned a lot listening and harmonizing. Harmony is like the that. is mm-hmm. another part of music that is um, beautiful, and another reason to choose a instrument other than a say a flute a mm-hmm. violin is that you do get to use the human voice and mm-hmm. to me one of the really defining differences in what I consider good bands a lot of times is harmony singing I mean harmony singing is that's as beautiful natural music as there is in the world oh, yeah. I mean plus singing harmonies is bigger skill as being a lead singer mm-hmm. maybe more so oh, yeah. I, mean, I think there's probably more people good at lead singing yeah. than are good at oh yeah that third harmony oh, over the years, <laughs> oh yeah that, it, it is i mean it's and you know i will tell you that i'm pretty good at it as long as i can hear but some people can do it you know i mean I, I, if it's loud and i don't have good monitors i can drift <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but then I play with people who uh, they just know where it is. They is. they can always get it. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what kind of distractions going on. They always. And That's cool. I watch. I always try to play with musicians better than I am. That's smart. That'll make it better. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. <laughs> I mean, you learn a lot. So, so. Well, okay. Where where were you doing? Where did you go to college in Virginia? Richmond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's University cool. University of Richmond. Okay. And uh, that was really neat. I love Richmond. I love history. Oh, Richmond's a great place yeah. if you love if you love history. I mean. Oh gosh, and all the changes they went through over yeah. in twenty twenty was crazy. Yeah. Um, but then I went to grad school in Greensboro, and that's what brought me down. Was this here. was this with music too? Yeah. Oh, so you did Classic. stay the course. Well, I switched to education. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was realizing, like, just the practicing was oh. making me sad. Well, uh, yeah. And my teacher said, you can play the guitar, you can play the banjo, you're good at learning other instruments. Other instruments, sure. Why don't you try music education? And, um, and you know, I, I didn't want to do that because I wanted to be a superstar yeah. flutist. But... Um, I, you know, I've really enjoyed teaching, well, and I am good at playing other instruments and teaching ins- instruments and things. So yeah, that's what I ended up doing. That's good, mm-hmm. but you, but obviously, you did do it at a high level before you decided to make a switch to being, as you say, a fireside musician. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time. Okay, I love yeah, that. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. So, <laughs> so did so at some point, I guess. Were you, were you performing out doing other stuff during this time that you were going to college? Um, yeah, I, it probably wasn't until grad school that I started uh, playing gig, more gigs and things. I played more flute gigs, I think, in college. Like, I really? was really into the flute. Yeah. And, uh, and then in Greensboro, I met my homies <laughs> well, there you go uh and we started an old time band and um and i remember going over to a new year's party you know and i was i was almost kind of sad that i was gonna try to be a classical musician i was like that's the end of all the fun i'm gonna be a classical musician <laughs> not that that's how it is but that's how right. i felt about it and I remember going to this uh, New Year's party with my friends uh, in Mount Airy. Mm-hmm. And it was all these hot old-time bands. Yes. The Pilot Mountain Bobcats and the Red Hots and this incredible party. And the house was – I remember it was literally like – Oh, yeah. Pulsating. I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were all grown-ups, you know, older people. Right. Do it. And I thought, maybe I could do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of like the night it all changed. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of funny. So so then, 
you go back and get your banjo and, and decide I'm well there was a little overlap like uh I worked as a high school chorus director for a year and I um was hanging out with my old time buddies and we went to a part you're getting the full story I'm here, wanting the full story <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we do all this. afternoon <laughs> um we said they said there's an old time party in Asheville at Peggy Seeger's house, and I was like, "You are kidding!" <laughs> <laughs> and so we crashed the old time party at Peggy Seeger's birthday. Wow! And uh, I met all the people that became my friends for the next thirty years, basically. Wow! And I started. I met the Freight Hoppers at yep. the party. Right. And they were looking for a singer. And like at that party, they said, you know, what are you doing? I said, I'm a teacher. And they said, could you come sing with us in the summer at the train station? And I said, yeah. Heck yeah, I can. <laughs> and so I did it. <laughs> what and then I quit my job. Yeah, yeah. I, quit my, I didn't go back to teaching. Yeah. And I stayed in Bryson City. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, my parents were like, oh. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the freight hoppers. That's a, that was um, that's a pretty good for as far we as had a good run. making a or jump for mm-hmm. making a jump for to um, old time music I was a good was, jump. I'm gonna say it was the right musical decision. Yeah, I saw you guys a bunch. I mean, I, I <laughs> probably oh, yeah. probably I, I thought for a long time, and I I may still think so that that was probably the best old time. String band in North Carolina. Whoa, I appreciate you know? that. <clears throat> I mean, we were uh, in a good place at a good time. We were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we they needed somebody, and we uh, tried to. We were playing at the train, uh, the Great Smoky Mountains Railway. Right. And in October, we played seven days a week, three days a show. Wow. I mean, three, three shows, shows a day. day. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so we were really tight. Yeah. And so that really helped us. So out. that's kind of where that starts. We learned the crowd, yeah. like what, what songs. Well, that's play. a lot of playing, too. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Interpersonally, we, we, we got sick of each other yeah. <laughs> after a while. It's a band. I guess everybody does. It's a band. Right. Um, but, round, yeah, some, um, our friend John Herman said rounder records is looking for an yeah. old-time band to uh because the bluegrass festivals are all starting to sound the same mm-hmm. need something fresh and so the, we were making an album like with our own money and we sent them up the tracks and they took over pick the it pick it up oh, that's i mean we didn't that's know ev- what that's we were every into. that's every band's dream though you know I've got yeah. these tracks oh you picking them up this is great it's pretty sweet I was like twenty three really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was pretty lucky yeah I'd say I'd say that was pretty good because I mean it changed from your the places you played definitely changed oh boy I mean you know oh yeah. I mean, you went from playing at about being intimidated again back in the bluegrass world, but um, so many good players and getting to uh, just hang out with them and learn about how they did things and just ask them for advice, you know, like ask Lori Lewis, you know, should we buy a bus or a van, you know? Van. (laughs) Van. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. Uh, It was a great time. Yeah, I mean, mean, you guys. We went all over. You did. I mean, you were you guys were real, just really hot during that time. That was pretty. Cool. That was. Uh, I have to say, <laughs> I'm glad you got to see us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw you guys several times, and uh, yeah, it's an exciting little band. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a hard driving old time string band. Can I say, yeah, the uh, fiddler. Yeah. Was so yeah. That was so fun to play with him. And um, I still see him and play with him sometimes. I'm going to see him at the Hoppin' John Festival in September. Oh, that's cool. Uh, So I hope I'll get to play some That's good. Yeah, it was, I mean, you you guys kind of. It was an education. You you guys kind of set the world on fire for what you did there for a while. I mean, it was really, really cool. Yeah, I loved it. 
So what happens? <laughs> so what happens when that ends? Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, you've gone all of a sudden. You've gone from, I mean, that's pretty much a loop. yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of a whirlwind, you know? Yeah. Um. So 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 what happens then? I mean, um, I mean, you go from I'm a classical flute player to oh well maybe I'll just play a little bit of old times. Uh, music you know and then oh my gosh i'm a touring <laughs> monster man you know well you know it wasn't exactly like that <laughs> well i had been trying i had been um listening to carol elizabeth jones mm -hmm. and i loved her singing and i was trying to sing like her that had the wildcats album you know and there was a scene around that kind of stuff um, and I don't know, I've been trying to do it. And, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, I was trying, um, I think maybe, uh, <laughs> taking the plunge, you know, like decide not to be a teacher. Right. And then all of a sudden you kind of have to work on it well, 24-7. Well, you'll you do. Die. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that people do not realize. If and I'm not working, scary, I'm not getting you know? paid. Yeah, I mean, that is the, that is a scary thing. You know? And when you're 23, you think, you know, oh, it'll work out. You just oh, yeah. Oh, that's the beautiful. You just believe, that's and it'll work out. And then you're like, why is. That's why it does, because you're not <laughs> smart enough at that point to go, I know. oh, there's nothing good about this can happen. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. And uh, Frank Lee, the banjo player, he was older, and he had already been, he had been in Clearwater Bluegrass which had done the whole right. thing in the uh, 80s. Yeah. So he knew how to do it. And right. He, and he was a real uh, go-getter with all that stuff. That's good. So, um, you know, it was the right people doing the stuff. So what happens when it ends? Um, well, I was really gravitating towards wanting to play with Trevor and Travis, my friends in mm -hmm. Haywood County. And uh, I had all my friends around Asheville that I love to see and everything, and I just never saw them. Right. And then I was missing weddings and sure. babies. Oh, yeah, you miss everything when you do that. I mean. All that, you know, and I wanted to uh, have a boyfriend and a, a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So, um, so I wanted to come off the road, and I moved to Asheville. And Asheville was starting to have a scene. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you were talking about the bass earlier before we got started. Right. And um, I was really wanting to learn how to play the bass. We had gone. We went through six different bass players in the freight hop. Sure. I mean, you always do. Bass players mm -hmm. seem to. Do not last for. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been able to work most of my life because a bass yeah. player did not yeah. last. <laughs> well, I had I had told him what we needed so much that like I thought I think I could even do it myself at this point. Yeah. And um, so uh, one of my friends was saying, you know, somebody should move to Asheville and play bass with all these bands because there's like no good bass players right. in Asheville. There probably were, but somebody said that. Well, and, and, and I thought maybe I could do that. And then I started trying to do that. If they were, they were working though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they need more than one. Yeah, they need more than one. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened. And I start, and I just wanted to um, feel the community again. Did you just and, teach yourself to play bass? Pretty well, much. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, I ask everybody for help, and I bought DVDs. Sure. And I, um, and my friend um, that played, and all the bass players in the Freight Hoppers, I would, you know, when we're, uh, often you'll, they'll, they'll say, you guys don't have to play for two hours, we're just going to sit here. Right. And that's when I would say, how are you playing C? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. June Drucker helped me out a lot. She is from Ithaca up there, and she was one of our bass players, and she could, and she told me. She learned how to play by uh, being thrown into a swing band oh. in New York City. Then she then she came about it through a through a much tougher mm -hmm. style of bass playing. And I thought, you know, I kind of thought, what's a swing band? Right. 
And uh, so then, you know, I was like, I want to play in a swing band. Yeah, swing band is fun. <laughs> so I just start trying to get better at all these things. Right. And I did it all socially, like going to parties right. and and playing the bass for three hours yeah. with everybody singing and everything. And it was just really fun. Yeah, bass is, bass is fun. <laughs> but then at some point, you, you, you kind of start you a somewhat of a solo career? Uh, after the Freight Hoppers, I, I wanted to do... Um, the, I was wanting to do more ballads and slower things like the freight hoppers is really fun and yeah uh, 90 miles an happy hour and yeah. 90 miles an hour and like we would do goofy i would sing like chicken songs yeah. hot and falsetto and sure. you know and and i still love that stuff. <laughs> but i was what i was craving something more serious right. something deeper and so that's so i uh my first album i really basically spent all the money I had on it and I invited um Larry Perkins to play Carter scratch guitar Mm -hmm. and Art Stamper who I had been who was my friend and just wanted to go visit anyway and like I had time (laughs) and I had a car so I thought sure I'll drive to Nashville and and play guitar with Art Stamper sure. and ask him to, you know, and so I was just driving back and forth to Nashville and and um, somehow pulled that album off and I'm really proud of it. Um, and it's it was a good first album to do after the Freight Hoppers and I'm still doing that same stuff. Still you know? do the stuff off of it. Uh, and the same kind of stuff. Um, so since so I'm just go on to the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so I've really gotten into the Appalachian ballads and the history of them and uh near Asheville, the next county over, um, Madison County where mm-hmm. Marshall is, there's this uh really strong ballad history from there. The, um when the ballad collector Cecil Sharp came through. Yeah. Uh, he found more ballads there than anywhere else. And they still sing them in the families. There. Oh, they still do? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so um, I'm as, like, respectfully uh, involved in that as wait, wait, not wait. trying to disturb any family. You're over there doing the A.P. <laughs> Carter? Oh. You're over there stealing their songs? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. I, you know. I'm not copywriting them. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you. laughs> <laughs> I'm just performing. I'm not copyrighting. Well, it is a tricky thing. It and like is a when you learn about thing. the history, you learn how like mad they got when people came yeah. and stole. Yeah, I mean, and, and David Holt said that you know when he was making his pass through all that is like, oh no, we've seen this before, you know. And he <laughs> says, well, I can play claw hammer banjo. Okay, well, we'll let you. You know, it's like yeah, uh, other people can't couldn't really play nothing, but we'll let you. You know, and it's like he did a real good job. He did. At, preserving the culture and sure. being a friend to them and you know i learned a lot from his uh recordings sure. and photographs oh yeah Delhi, i mean that's one Brazil of the things that people miss with david is is his collection of photographs oh. from all that time incredible i mean yeah it really are <laughs> i mean it really is it, it, he did do wonderful work like that but that is pretty cool that you can go up to madison county and do that yeah um, well, they have a festival every June, the Bluff Mountain Festival, and they have a ballad scene. Yeah, that's pretty and cool. And I usually just go up and listen. And I work with the Arts Council there and do um, kids' lessons after school. And this summer we did a camp, and I picked one of the ballad singers, and every day we learned a new song. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, from, you know, guys from their neighborhood, you know. Yeah, that's so really cool. That's really yeah, that would, and all the teenage girls singing the old ballads. They in really do harmony in three part. I'll send you the video. Oh, I'd love to see it. It'll they be teenagers. Yeah, they that, are into it. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. Um, they have bands and stuff. Really? Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah, there's like three bands wow. in the after school program. I mean, that, I mean, it's that's been going on for a long time. They've grown up in it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, incredible. And there's nothing else to do there. Right. So that's a good thing. And it's also uh, after-school daycare. 
Yeah, I guess it is. So, <laughs> I mean, it's actually pretty cool that that someone is wanting to do that at a teenage level and carry on an ages-old tradition. I mean, that, that is really... Well, they're the smart kids, you know, and, and uh, they're mountain kids, you know. Like yeah. They have a sense of ownership about it. And I, th- and I think they've done well in, in instilling that the tradition probably needs to be carried on, which is something a lot of time does not happen with... with I mean, it's like with... Um, we'll just take uh, shape note singing. Mm-hmm. You know, without people working to do that, that is a that is an art that will disappear. Yeah, uh, I guess Carol does the best job of that. <laughs> uh, Carol Rifkin, you know Carol. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I still call her Carol Mulatto. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, she, she's probably the queen of shape note singing. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, that's the type of work that I'm glad that. See, you're there helping that go along. She's there helping. You need people mm-hmm. to do that. I work at, at three of those. Really? Uh, yeah. And each one is 30 minutes away from my house. Really? So I go in a different direction <laughs> every day. To, uh, and during school year, Tuesdays, I go to Haywood County, where my friends Trevor and Travis live. Right. And, and they, they're the ones that got me involved in all this. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's called Junior Appalachian Musicians. That, that, I mean, that's um, really cool. And then I do Black Mountain on Wednesday, and then I go to Marshall on yeah. Thursday. That is really cool. And uh, the more I give to that, uh, the more it gives me. I'm sure. It is just incredible. I love it. I mean, I uh, uh, I have a friend. Of, well, okay. I, uh, I spent some time with the Hen House Prowlers, who are, who are a bluegrass band, but their number one mission is education. Of to, They go around to schools. They were here for a week. They did stuff here. They did it at Don Gibson. They went to the schools. And um, that's just some beautiful stuff when people people do that. I mean, that's how you, you know, what I've learned, and it never occurred to me as a child because I was always around it, but something about being close to an instrument that is playing it is different than just hearing it on uh, TV or hearing it on the radio. I mean, it's like, oh, wow, maybe I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, a buddy. Like and, that person is doing that. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I just, well, I just <laughs> did. I just came and did for the Royal Scruggs Center. They have a, they bring the Boys and Girls Club in here and have a different musical thing for them uh, once a week. And I came and did harmonica for them, you know, and gave them a mm-hmm. blues introduction to, and uh, it went really work well. I mean, I was really surprised at how much fun it was well some kids don't get to hear live music they don't all. they don't yeah. or, the, or or a lot of times they only hear one kind of music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean and that's probably most people probably only hear you know you most people hear one whatever their parents listen to until they're old enough to find out what their buddies are listening to mm-hmm. which is you know for many years we set up as the mainstream music so now that that doesn't exist anymore but I mean you, you know so you became a product of your peers and your parents mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times never developed past that because you weren't exposed to it well there's pros and cons to that because there I'm is a, uh, ballads got preserved sure <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's they didn't one, have electricity right and I think that's a wonderful thing yeah Maybe even, you know, some of them. Some of them. Not right now. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I had a guy do the show, and he had been to Jamaica as a with the Peace Corps, and he was getting them clean water is what he did. But he said, I've been to places, you know, here in the United States that really could probably use some of the same stuff I did uh, in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But, so sure in Appalachia definitely I mean you know it's still people people who haven't been there do not realize sometimes how isolated it still is which in a lot of ways is good I mean like you say with the ballads um, and, I, and and they choose t- to do that I have a friend that's a writer a guy named David Joy uh, he probably he has he's a big time writer and he has uh 
books about you know New Appalachia and uh, he has his finger on the pulse of oh, it really? and, and there's a lot oh you need to uh, he lives I'm going to say maybe in Haywood County back in there yep so, <laughs> so, and he uh, he's a really fine uh, writer with a really big following and he um, he understands it. he gets it and and you know even with the modernization that has come there there's still pockets you know so mm-hmm. uh, sure. so it's uh well and it's a beautiful way of life back in it, it is i mean they, they those people grow up that way and they enjoy it mm-hmm. i mean he still basically lives that life even though he travels the world yeah i mean he it's chooses interesting you think of it as old time music and like mm-hmm. The old way of doing things, right. but there are many people that are like choose. They're right in it. Yeah. Never stopped. Right. Choose, choose, <laughs> yeah. choose to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, which more is, of a simpler way of doing. Yeah. Things. So, which which is a beautiful thing. I mean, really, if you think about the world today, it's a really beautiful thing because mm-hmm. it's kind of a mm-hmm. big old crazy world we live in these days. <laughs> yeah, you said it. So, <laughs> so what else you have going on these days? Well, I was sitting here thinking. I was like. Uh, I'm also play, you know, playing a lot of music, yeah. especially in the summer. And now, now that the uh, COVID's over, right? Everything's did the COVID? <laughs> did the, I guess the COVID did I'm you joking. like it did everyone else. Um, <laughs> so I've had a really good summer playing all over the place in, in Asheville. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been the same way since we started back. Uh, it's like we tried to make up for lost time or something. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to sing is the blues. So really that's cool that you. I can't really play blues guitar, so I play the bass, and then I have yeah. to get people to play the guitar for me. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's cool. I I, um, I could only get, when I was growing up, I could only get a blues station on the radio. Uh, so basically, um, I did not you know. You could only get, Yeah, I really? live. Yeah, where I lived was in a place called Winsboro, South Carolina, which is mid-state. I lived most of my time with my grandparents on the lake and I could pick up I had a radio that would pick up Cleveland Indians baseball and blues out of Memphis and that was my yeah. inter- and that was my entertainment so of course I wanted that to be a bit worse <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know I, I was thinking I, I, I want to be a mu- blues musician when I grow up you know and, and it never really dawned on me that all those people were black. It just, I guess I couldn't yeah. see them, you know? I didn't right. know, you know? And <laughs> they sounded like most of the people in Winsboro, which is, mm-hmm. you know, largely Afro, Afro, African-American community. So mm-hmm. it just sounded natural to me. So that's what I wanted to do. Of course, um, uh, everything was, that was my life's destination till I had a cousin who had lived in New York, came back, and brought me the free will and Bob Dylan, and it totally oh, changed my go. totally changed my life. So I was going to be Bob Dylan, and after that, but uh, actually, well, at least you had a good blues foundation. Oh, it, and it's mm-hmm. it served me well over over the years because uh, although I would go on to play every other kind of music there is, I think. <laughs> um, it always went back to the blues. That's the first stuff I learned. It was easy. Mm-hmm. It was, in theory, easy, basically three chords. I learned to play harmonica at a very, very early age, and, and uh, it, it, there's, when I started playing harmonica the way the blues players play it, as opposed to, say, maybe Bob Dylan or uh, other people did during that time, is a little tricky, um, and I had to have a blues player show me how to do it at a very early early age. I went and hung out with him uh, uptown, and uh, I told him I want to be a harmonica player. And he said, "You're doing it all wrong," you know. And he taught me how. Oh, cool. And he taught me how when I was like twelve, maybe. So that served me well the rest yeah. of my life. I mean, uh, uh, and. So yeah, I did get to be the, 
I did get to be that blues guy, which was kind of my number one aim when I was a kid. That and Tarzan. I wanted to be Tarzan. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I played, we, I was in around 2000, my friends and I had a blues band, and uh, we had a harmonica player, and he told me all about the harmonica players that knew how to play the blues and the harmonica players that didn't yeah, know how yeah. to play it, and, all, and how you you need a, a case with you however do. many, 12 or seven or I don't know how many. Seven works good <laughs> for most jobs. You can take 12, but not very many people play in E flat much, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I actually have been lucky enough to be around a <laughs> bunch of really good and in the harmonica world, famous harmonica players who were all very sharing with stuff that, mm -hmm. that they knew. And it's trickier. May, it may not be as hard as learning the banjo, but it's, it's a tricky little instrument. It seems tricky. I'd like to try it one yeah, day. It's, uh, oh, you may as well. You play anything <laughs> else. You Maybe know? some of that flute yeah, knowledge will probably, transfer over. Probably. <laughs> yeah, where you couldn't do that. The, the flutter, uh, you had to flutter tongue? Well, you do. You, you do. There's, oh, there's, no. Oh, well. There's, a, there's two ways you do it. It's, a, it's either a lip pursing, which is kind of more individual notes, and there's something called tongue blocking, which is which you use your tongue to cover the hole so you can play them. And and, and I usually do that. usually there's two schools. There's the tongue blocking school and the pursing school, and depends on the like with the blues where it seems simple. You know you have your acoustic blues and you have your electric blues, and, oh, and they're all they're all they all have their little things which are uh, when you analyze them at the very beginning you think this is really easy this is going to be easy then it's not really as easy as you think but um mm -hmm. so harp can be harmonica can be a um just like any just like any other instrument can be trickier than what you think <laughs> yeah. but i um, love everything willie dixon touched oh willie that's, dixon that's where, how i went to school with the blues oh willie that's a good place to go. <laughs> yeah not not only not only was Willie Dixon, you know, Willie Dixon wrote all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, beside being the upright bass player on all, mm -hmm. all that stuff, Willie Dixon wrote just about all of those hits during that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, Willie Dixon is one of my, mm -hmm. uh, one of the people that I admire in the music business. I mean, he wrote the songs, he played upright bass, he had, he had it going on. Sang, yeah. Sang, yeah. I mean, uh, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a obscure piece of information. Probably no one that's yeah. listening yeah, even knows. Yeah, bluegrassers are yeah, they're going, tuned out now. Yeah, they have been talking <laughs> blues. On a, on a really cool note before we move on, a big-time harmonica player spent time here in Shelby, a guy named Sonny Terry. Who oh, was, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he lived in Shelby for a while. Wow. And um, they're actually here they're going to do a, you know, put up an exhibit to Sonny. Uh, That's cool. And I saw he, him play one time. Yeah, I've seen him play several times, he and Brownie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had a really cool style, style, too, which is a rhythmic style that very few people play today and very few people ever played. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really cool style. I mean, people study study his style of playing. Well, I didn't realize Shelby had so many musical uh, icons. And, uh the Don Gibson. Sure. I was like, Don Gibson? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. How about, um, yeah, there's a, this <laughs> town is loaded with people. Uh, the biggest disco hit ever, I Love the Nightlife. Mm -hmm. Alicia Bridges is from Shelby. <laughs> Wild. Patty Loveless lived here. Cool. Yeah, so um, there's a bunch of people working around um, the U.S., these days are from here people that play in people's band like Britney Spears I mean there's just uh, uh, there's a ton of musicians hmm. from here and still here so it is a cool place it's also a place that has a Don Gibson mural an Earl Scruggs mural uh, records of around town of Don Gibson songs that you can push and they'll play. Oh, really? Got a stop, I need to walk around. Got a, stop sign, got a stoplight here with on top of it is a guitar. <laughs> so, Music City. <laughs> nice. uh, a lot of good, a lot of good players here. Cool. 
cool. of all types of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, so it's a good story. What have we missed? Oh, well, I don't know. Um, well, since I went to Asheville, uh, I've just done lots of different kinds of music with the bass. Yeah. Is that and what I, you consider yourself these days, yeah, a bass player? Yeah, and singer. Well, yeah, singer. I guess. I guess that's really what you. I mean. I mean, since you, do you play? The, yeah, you I don't play, even want to play solos or anything. Like, you, I'm not trying to be. You, a, do you even the number one instrumentalist? Do you not? Do you not? <laughs> do you not? Do you ever touch your flute? Do you ever play a flute? Sometimes. That's to, cool. If I have to figure something out, sometimes I'll. You figure it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, if I had to read music. But I mean, it's kind of funny that probably as much as anything is you've uh, become known because of your voice, which is that something is you totally kind of skirted around a little bit. It's so fun. Yeah, it's uh, it was always in the background. I mean, I mean, the thing I really it was kind of the thing I really enjoyed, kind of in the background. It's kind of secondary. Yeah. What was it not? Uh, and and you were you were saying like, how did you go from the all of a sudden flute to right. the, um, I remember in in college, there was a band playing on this, and they were playing songs that I knew. And I said, I'm gonna go up there and sing a song, and because I had been singing with my CDs and stuff. And I went up there and sang a song, and all my classical music friends were like, <laughs> and they said, and they like said, that's what you should do. I mean, well, I mean, we skirted and around I thought, this. What? And that, and that, I kind of switched. I mean, I kind of thought maybe they're right, you know. I mean, I mean, kind of in the last. <laughs> we don't want to date you, but in the last little while, you you've dating. you've done a lot of singing, a lot of singing. I love singing, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, we sit here and talked about instruments, but yeah, I mean, truthfully, a lot of singing. I mean, I mean, your voice has kind of been a trademark of about everything <laughs> that you've been a part of. It's a, it's a good bluegrass voice. I've got, it's got edge, and I was, I remember in chorus, the director pointing at me saying, "Too much Nashville <laughs> in the alto section." <laughs> so now I can be as Nashville as I want. Well, I like it. I, I, tend, <laughs> I tend to call it color, but uh, which is something that well, we don't even want to start that discussion, but. Well, I'd like to think I learned a lot from the ballad singers and uh, singing full, like with your full voice and resonating in your environment, you know, and and finding your net. I tell my students, like, uh, don't try to sing like other people. You know, of course I did. I tried to sing like Carol Elizabeth Jones. I tried to sing like Patsy Cline. Sure. But ultimately you want to just find your natural voice and then – Put the air behind it. And then find someone to help you with keys. That, yeah. I mean, so many people hear a record and I'm singing it in that key. And trust me, you can sing that song, but maybe you need to change. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, and I think a lot of people. Everybody's voice is different. It is. And, and I, I think the, the best guidance as a vocalist someone can ever give you, because, you know, <laughs> you don't have this because you were, you were a, an instrumentalist before, before, but singers a lot of times are clueless about. They can sing, but they don't know what key. They don't. They're just know. naturally doing it. Yeah, and they can't even sometimes count them. Come in on the wrong yeah. count, on the wrong beat, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think the biggest thing I ever tell singers is find the key that works for you. Just because it, on the record it was in the key of A, and you can sing it there. It still may not be. Mm-hmm. You aren't Vince Gill. You probably need to drop it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. So, so. Uh, That's true. You got That's dates. Hard to figure out. You got dates coming oh, up. I you want to plug? You're gonna ask me about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. I tell you what. Let's do rather than that. How okay. how do they find your information? That's a better question. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Fridley Music. Dot com. All right. And my calendar's all up to date. Okay. Um, and I've got everything. Like if I'm playing bass with some right. 
bandits, that's up there too. Everything, all your, all the different combinations you do, you put up there. Mm-hmm. That's good. The blues band I'm playing with. Um, did you have Jason Crackle come? Uh, yeah, I know Jason. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's in the blues band that. I'm oh, really? With. So we're we're playing in September in Asheville. How many bands is Jason in these oh, days? Jesus, he just keeps it rolling. He does. <laughs> I mean, I mean. I, He's the lead singer in all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean uh, uh, every time I see somebody, I'm in a, I, I'm in a band with Jason. Wait, wait, yeah. Jason didn't tell me He's about the this hardest one. working yeah. man. He is. I mean, <laughs> and they're all different. I mean, I mean, they're yeah, they're totally different. I mean, you can go from firecracker jazz band to uh, he and Woody yeah. Wood, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous musician. They're all my buddies. Fabulous musician, good guy. I like Jason a lot. Jason. Yeah, yeah. So good. I'm glad. This has been a great story. Thank you. It's uh, it's fun getting to to uh, see what it looks like now. Yeah. You know? Well. <laughs> well, now everybody's gonna know about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And this is a good one because it's got a yodel in it. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about this song. I hope it won't upset anybody but um the freight hoppers were in wilkesboro and we opened for ricky skaggs okay and we were like we've got to do a good job we're opening for ricky skaggs and we killed it we had the best set and we did a little too good because we were the opening band (laughs) (laughs) and we were really high energy and we ended it with um this song foggy mountaintop with a yodel and everybody cheered. They loved it. And Ricky was mad. <laughs> he was always mad. Sad. And he said, he got on the mic. He said, now we're going to do some real bluegrass. <laughs> and uh, and he plays the song. And it sounds great. And then somebody yells, why don't you yodel, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, no. And he said, yodeling ain't no part of bluegrass. <laughs> and somebody else yelled, uh, what about Bill Monroe? <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh, Ricky Skaggs is going to hate us for the rest of the And so this is the song that made all that. Made Ricky hate you for yeah. the rest of your life, yeah. I'm sorry, Ricky. I love your music. <laughs> well, if I was on some foggy mountaintop, I'd sail away to the west. I'd sail all around this whole wide world to the girl I love the best. Hey, ole, he, hey, ole, he, oh, ole, he, le, he, ole, he. Now when you go according, there is something you must do. Pull off that long-tailed roust about, put on your navy blue. Now if I was on some foggy mountaintop, I'd sail away to the west. I'd sail all around this whole wide world to the girl I love the best. Hey, ole he, hey, ole he, oh, ole he, le he, ole he. Now if you see that gal of there is something you must tell her. She need not be fooling her time away to court some other feller. Now she calls me to weep, she calls me to mourn, she calls me to leave my home. Oh, there's lonesome pines and there's good old times, I am on my way back home. Hey, ole he, hey, ole he, oh, ole he, le he, ole he. Well, if I was on some foggy mountaintop, I'd sail away to the west. I would sail all around this whole wide girl to the world I love the best. This is one of my originals. Um, it's called Fare You Well. 
and it's really sad, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be sad, <laughs> but I hope you like it. free 